What's up, everyone, and welcome back to the J&J MMA Show. It's episode two. Uh, my name is Jeremiah. With me, co-host, my good buddy Jacques. Man, I really enjoy punching in the face quite often. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, buddy? How you doing? I'm doing great. Doing great. Ready to get this thing started. Yeah, we've got a lot to talk about today. Um, a lot of news in the UFC. A lot of stuff happened these last two weeks since we last recorded. Our last episode was... Uh, our reaction to UFC 259. So if you guys didn't watch that, make sure you go back, or sorry, listen to that. Make sure you go back and listen to that one. Uh, today we're going to be talking about uh, UFC 260, Stipe Miocic versus Francis Ngannou 2. Um, but before we get into that and talk about that, we're going to make our picks for that, uh, who we think are going to win those fights, uh, and so on. But before we that, we do that, got a lot to talk about uh, with news surrounding the UFC. Uh, and I guess we'll just go ahead and start with this. Um, Robert Whitaker versus Kevin Gaslam is now a thing because Paulo Costa has backed out of the fight. Uh, originally, they said due to uh, flu-like symptoms, but now I saw something where they said that it, they might think it's uh, related to like post-COVID like symptoms because he did have COVID for like you know uh, what, I want to say like a month or two ago. A little bit before their fight, maybe longer previously that or longer than that, but uh, but yeah, how do you feel about about all that? Um, I think that's a great a great um, change up to the fight card. You know, it's funny that I didn't even think about um, you know Kelvin fighting Whitaker when I forgot that they were originally supposed to fight so long ago. So this is a it's a great matchup between the two of them. Um, I like both of them, you know, as fighters, but. Uh, I'm really thinking Whitaker might have the slight edge in this fight. Mm-hmm. You know, what's funny is, and and Kel- Kelvin just fought recently. We saw him uh, one of the times we went to uh, what was it, Winghouse? Is that where we went? Yeah, Winghouse. Uh, he fought Ian Heinish. Yes, yes. One by decision. Did. So he's fought. He's fought very recently. Yeah. And I'm I'm actually pretty excited for that fight too, uh, especially because how close his uh, Kel- Kelvin's fight with Izzy was. I mean, that was a very, very good fight and a very close fight. So it'll be interesting yeah. to see how he does against uh, Robert Whitaker. Yeah, on that note, you know, what, like you're saying, like, it's funny that I never thought about it, but they are probably the two people who gave the closest fight to uh, to Israel. No one else has even come close to being able to give him a good fight. I mean, I don't know. Robert got knocked out. <laughs> <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, but, you know... Robert was a champion for a little bit, and he seemed to be pretty dominant, you know, until Israel came through. So there is no better fight that they could make, you know, other than Israel himself. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I personally, I think I would like to see Kelvin uh, fight Izzy again. Because remember how entertaining that fight was the first time? And uh, I don't know, part of me feels like it would probably just be more of the same if he fought Robert Whitaker again. So I would like to see him take on Kelvin again. I think Kelvin would be a good champion. I mean, who knows, you know, with, with Izzy uh, losing his fight against, uh, crap, what's his name? Why is his name slipping my, my tongue? <laughs> who did you just fight? Stipe? No, no, no Izzy. Oh, my God. Yeah, uh, why? We literally just watched this last weekend. Jan, Jan Blankovic. There we go. Jesus yeah. Christ. Uh, but yeah, with him losing to, to, to Jan, I, you know, he could be a lot hungrier now. So we'll, we'll see how that, what that does to him at middleweight. Yeah. Um, yeah, great fight. So we'll move on and, uh, 
Up next, Dana has officially said that Khabib is retired, even though Khabib has already said it was official. Dana has officially said that it's official <laughs> on Instagram, made a post about how Khabib is uh, retiring at 29 and 0. Yeah, um, there's so there's so many things I can say about this. I've heard, I mean, have you heard all the rumors? I mean, did you hear about the rumor some time ago where it was said that Khabib purchased GFC, uh, Gorilla Fighting Championships, and that, you know, for a million dollars and that he might be over that? I don't know how true that is. It seems to be like a conflict of interest if he was to mm-hmm. still be in the UFC. You know, even though he's not fighting for them, I know that he's still working with them as a coach. Uh, which is the other thing I wanted to talk about, too, is that um, I was looking up information on him, and apparently he says he wants to be, like, one of the best coaches there ever was to follow in, like, his dad's footsteps. And so he wants to be the coach. He's actually told Luke Rockhold that he wants to coach him, and he's already... He wants to to coach, like, Luke Rockhold specifically? Yeah. How strange. Uh, Maybe some other people, too, but Luke was... uh, I read an interview where Luke was talking about how... Khabib said to him that he wants to be able to be his coach and that he's been already giving him ideas on things that he can do and how he's always been the one to pressure him, to push him. So, you know, he's probably going to take him up on his offer and that he wants Luke Rockhold to be like his coming out, you know, as a coach to be, to prove that he's, you know, really good at being a coach. <laughs> but why Luke Rockhold of all people? That's well, so he's strange. Right the gym, you know, he probably wants to help him, you know, AKA. Oh, that's right. They do, yeah. Does, does Luke still train at AKA? Yeah. Wow. That's interesting. Did you... I, I could see him being a coach, actually. I think he would be a really good coach. And I assume we're not going to, like... It's not the last that we've seen could be with the UFC, obviously. We'll probably see him corning. You know, he was corning... Uh, was it the last... One of the fighters in the last pay-per-view. So, uh, I think he'd be a good coach. I could see it happening. I Did you see... It's kind of correlates to Khabib. Did you see his live stream on Instagram? Which actually, I, I someone pointed this out. So you know how before I get into that, you know how Dana is like super strict with live streams. Yeah, like cracks down all these like illegal streams. The last fight card was a uh, was a Brunson versus Holland. Literally the entire time, Khabib was sitting right next to Dana, just live streaming the entire thing on Instagram. <laughs> I saw that. Yes, I did. Like. Uh, I saw a clip of what he did afterwards, and I was like, okay, well, you know, Dana was right next to him, and he didn't say nothing. She did not give a crap. Didn't say anything. Strange. But did you notice how Kevin Holland was just trying to talk to Khabib the whole time he was fighting? And just, like, was, wasn't focused on his opponent. It was just every time he went to the corner was just having a conversation with Khabib, not listening to his coaches at all. Yeah, that's what that's what Kevin does. He's definitely a, a bit of a mataka there. He definitely... Very strange. Full, full conversations with people throughout the match. But, like, ignoring your coaches, too, you know? Like, yeah. it's just, I would have never, I would, if, if I was uh, the corner, his corner, I would, I would have been pissed, personally. Like, if you're not going to listen to my instructions, and this is why you lost the fight, let's be real. You know, if you yeah. can't listen to your coaches, what are you What are you doing? I could just imagine if Ray or Dato were uh, Bro. there. <laughs> Lose their minds. They would beat me up. <laughs> ridiculous but yeah no i i don't think even though khabib is retired i don't i don't see you know khabib staying away from the sport forever i mean dude's a monster plus i'm sure he's gonna miss training so he could probably get his uh his fix just by coaching people and whether that be luke rockhold or many other people you know i could see him doing that 
Yeah, I think it's a smart move. That way he can still be in the game doing what he likes to do, still getting paid to do what he enjoys to do, and he can win championships in another way, you know, or help someone that he likes, you know, fulfill their dream. Yeah, that's true. I would like to see the return of uh, Luke Rockhold. be nice to see him lose again. (laughs) (laughs) Hope there won't be any Luke Rockhold on the show. Yeah, no, literally. (laughs) That's a joke. I was just kidding. All, all, All fun and games, right? Uh, all right, so we'll, we'll, we'll move on. Um, since Khabib is retired, he's obviously no longer the champion, so they have to uh, obviously crown a new champion, and they announced that the next uh, lightweight title fight is going to be Michael Chandler versus Charles Oliveira. How do you feel? Because that, that division is very stacked right now, yeah, so it could have been... I love that fight, but I, I don't like the fact that, you know, the number three and the four, I believe they're number three and four last time I checked, are, you know, skipping the one and two guys. Mm-hmm. So, um, Hoyer did such a great job, you know. Hats off to Dustin for the fight that he did. Um, just kind of feel like he's the uncrowned champ right now. Um, hopefully after this fight, you know, they'll figure out what they're going to do between, with Gaethje and Dustin. You know, Dustin and Justin. And, yeah. see, uh, and see who ends up fighting. Because until those those fights... And you got Tony in the mix, too. You know, until all those fights are done, there won't be, like, a true, legit, this person's, you know, the the champion. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so Charles Oliveira is number three. Michael Chandler is number four. Uh, Chandler obviously just came off of a win against Dan Hooker uh, with a knockout. And then Oliveira has obviously just beat Tony Ferguson. Uh, Was it Gaethje is coming off of a loss? Uh, to Khabib, and then number one, which Gaethje is number two, uh, and then number one, Dustin Poirier, who obviously just knocked out Connor. It is very surprising that they didn't give it to Dustin. I don't know why that is. I saw somewhere that they said it's because they're trying to set up a trilogy fight with Connor. So maybe, you know, that would make him more money than going for the title fight, but I feel like he would probably have the title rather than the money. I don't know. It's very surprising they didn't pick you know, Dustin versus Michael Chandler or Dustin versus uh, Charles Oliveira. I just, it's strange that they would pick the three and four lightweights, yeah, you know? I, I completely agree. I mean, like, I understand that Connor makes the money and, you know, he's, uh, you know, he's not bad at what he does, but those fights are going to be there. You know, the, the, the guys that are at the rank at the top should be able to get a crack first. And then when that's done, if Connor wants to fight one of them, then sure, let him, you know. That money is not going anywhere. It's still going to be available for whenever they want to do that. They don't have to force, you know, him to go ahead of everyone first. Yeah. Well, assuming, so assuming whoever wins uh, that, that title fight, do you think that person should fight Dustin next? Definitely. Without question. I agree. Yeah, it, it makes the most sense. It's listen, that division right now is stacked. I don't know who they, there's a, a ton of fights that they can make in that division, so I don't know what's going to be next for the non-title fights. But I mean, I don't know. I, I I think it'll be an interesting fight. I think I might pick uh I think I might pick Chandler on that one to be honest with you. I agree. Yeah. Really? Yeah. He's I didn't know a whole lot about him. But seeing how impressive he is, you know, like, he took out a guy very, very good in that 
like if I remember correctly, um, was it uh, it was Dan Hooker, right? Yeah. Yeah, and Dan Hooker, I saw him fight against Dustin, Dustin Poirier, and uh, man, that was a that was like one hell of a fight that they had. And to think that Michael just came out here and just like smoked him so quick, you know, MMA math doesn't always add up, but at the same time, he proves that he's he belongs in the, in the division. So you know, I, I definitely give Michael the the, the props in this fight. I agree. You know where he came from, right? Came from Bellator. Yeah. Yeah. He was yeah. yeah. All right. Well, moving on to the next. Uh, TJ Dillashaw is finally returning after a two-year ban for uh, cheating uh, against Corey Sanhagen, who uh, just knocked out uh, Frankie Edgar. Yeah. So, do you think he'll still be as good now that he? I mean, I'm assuming he's off whatever he was on. You know, was it that big of a deal? Was it that much of a change in who he is? It's a good question, man. I don't know. I, the thing is, with a lot of people that take time off, I mean, when you're forced to not fight, all you can really do is just train and get better, you know? So having two year a two-year layoff could technically be a blessing in disguise. I mean, there's the whole argument about ring rust, but I feel like that is all, like mental uh, part of me feels like ring rust doesn't really exist it just exists for certain people um but i i don't know man it's tough because then you also have like Corey sanhagen who's obviously going to be comfortable in the ring but when you have someone who is at tj's caliber you know he's already going to be comfortable no matter what so it's it's kind of tough i don't i don't think it'll really affect him too too much honestly he tj is just such a like a a good bantamweight that I don't think it's going to matter. The fact that he's been out, I think it'll benefit him more than it will negatively affect him. But I mean, the reason why he was out, not just that he's been out, but that he's no longer supposedly on what he yeah. was on when he was winning. I forgot what it was that he was on, but I do remember that they said it like helped his cardio. If I remember correctly, it like helped him like just regain energy, I suppose. So I don't know. It might, but it, we don't really know how, how much it affected him and how, you know, how much it made him, or it gave him an advantage, I guess. So who yeah. knows? I know that, that, I forgot when that fight was. Uh, let's see. Cause I know it's pretty soon. I think it's in April, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, that's May, actually. It's uh, May 8th. That fight is. So I don't know. We'll see. I'll be, uh, very interested to see what happens with that. I kind of want Corey Sanhagen to win. I like him. He's cool respect yeah um and then moving on to i kind of wanted to get your opinion on this because this is a very very Uh, good fight card i feel pressure already (laughs) yeah but also it's in our home our home state so ufc 261 uh uzman versus masvidal 2 uh is going to be in jacksonville uh what day is this let's see I, i forgot i think it's in where are we? April 24th. On April 24th in Jacksonville. And it is the first... It's not necessarily the first event with fans, but it's the first event with fans with no restrictions, meaning they can basically have a completely full capacity event. Full stadium, full arena, shall I say. Um, so on that card is a total of three title fights. You have uh, Usman versus Masvidal, Valentina versus Jessica... Uh, sorry, Valentina Shevchenko versus Jessica... Uh, Andraj and then Weili Zhang 
versus Rose Nama Yunez. Man, that, that card right? is so good. I was looking at it earlier, too. Yeah. Uh, Whaley versus Joanna last year was, was really my favorite fight of the last year. That was just, that fight was so crazy. They were Amazing. Just I've never, I don't know if I've never, but I've, it's been a long time since I've seen a fight where people went like the entire amount of rounds and they were just trading, you know, and skillfully too. It wasn't just like, you know, just throwing bombs, but they were also using technique, just going back and forth throughout the whole fight. And so, considering how, you know, successful Rose has been, I, I just, I, I really wonder what that fight is going to look like. You know, Rose being the, the taller, longer, more reaching opponent versus Whaley, who just is just really, really tough. And um, I've seen her workout videos, and, man, she does more than most of the guys I've seen. Yeah, no, I'm excited for that fight. I'm excited for all of them. But I'm also excited that it's in Jacksonville because I, I'm highly debating going. It really just depends on how much the tickets are. And I've, I've been to two previous uh, UFC events, both that were in Tampa, and I've been in a suite for each one of them. And I feel like I'm spoiled because I don't want to experience it any other way. So I feel like if I were to get tickets, it'd have to be sweet tickets, which suck because they're expensive. And both times I've gone, I haven't had to pay, thankfully. <laughs> so like this time with me actually having to pay, it's like I, I want to go, but I don't want regular seats. You know what I mean? Like I don't, First of all, I don't want to be around all those people because fuck people. Don't like them. But in a suite, you know, we'd have our own area, food, all that stuff. But I really want to go to this event so bad. I'm trying not to just like blow all my stimulus money on these tickets bro because tickets go on sale later on this week i feel like doing a shameless plug here if anybody listening wants to give j and j mma show two free tickets you know feel free to do that but uh, i would i would 100 percent go if i knew that i had tickets uh to go to that just like you said you know i was thankfully because of uh you know our gym i was able to go to the um the first ufc in tampa and um that was really cool to see and, um, yeah, you know, I have so much family in Jacksonville, too. There would be no problem with Perfect. a place to stay. Like, I yeah. could stay any number of places. And I, I, I'm not kidding. Like, you know, I don't want to take a whole podcast full of uh, just what I mean. But I have a large, large family in Jacksonville. That works out perfect because if, if we get too drunk, then I can just crash there. Mm-hmm. And it's only three hours away. You know what I mean? Like... Yeah, so we'll, we'll, we'll see how much tickets are, and if it's if it's a reasonable price, maybe we can do like a a live recording during the fight. That'd be awesome. kind of cool. Yeah, that would be kind of cool. But yeah, yeah actual reactions. Not at all. Uh, and then oh, Valentina versus Jessica and John. Yeah. yeah. Man, all those fights are tough. Eh, is it though? <laughs> <laughs> is it though? <laughs> That's real. Come on. I mean, I think, we, I think I think that card we're all gonna have the same picks. <laughs> I don't think we're gonna have any condescending picks with that one. Really? I was thinking maybe we might differ on the um. Maybe the non-title fights. I don't think they've been posted yet, but maybe with the non-title fights. But I think with the three title fights, I'm pretty sure we'd have the same. We'll save it for when we do that that episode. Okay. But okay. Yeah, because I think that one will be pretty funny. All right. Well. That's pretty much all the news that I've seen and or really cared to talk about that's happened since we've last recorded. So let's go ahead and get into the main card for UFC 260. 
It's this Saturday. I'm very excited because the main event is going to be hopefully incredible. I'm excited to see what happens with that. Uh, but we'll start out first with the uh, first uh, fight of the night on the main card, which is Jamie Malarkey versus Kama Worthy. hope I said that right. It's a lightweight fight. Uh, to be honest with you, I don't know anything about any of these people, except I did see Jamie Malarkey in, once in his career fought against um, Alexander Volkanovsky and got knocked out. So I know that. <laughs> Aside from that, I don't really know too much about these people. Uh, what about you? Um, I looked up both of them. Um, yeah, I saw that too. It's really tough to say who's going to win this fight because, you know, I've seen that they both, you know, have kind of had, you know, winnings and losing. So, uh, it's, it's really too tough for me to call. I mean, I, I could try to force a pick, you know, if I have to, but I don't know enough. You got to force a pick. You got to pick somebody. I got to pick somebody. Picks. You got to pick somebody. We got to make our picks. Um, I'm going to pick, I'm going to pick Jamie. Okay, that's actually who I was going to pick, too, just because his <laughs> last name's cool. <laughs> Malarkey. Yeah, I just want to hear Bruce Buffer say it. I'm only going based upon my findings when I was looking up their, their last winnings and losses. So I, had yeah, a, I, I predetermined that in case I had to make a pick, I was going to pick him based on that. <laughs> I meant to look him up earlier today, but I got a little busy. No, you don't have to look. It's okay. Yeah, <laughs> I did. did. Yeah, we'll, we'll agree with that one. I'm sure there's something else we'll disagree on. Actually, I don't know. I think we might completely agree on all these picks. Uh, going next to the next fight of the night is going to be uh, Sugar Sean O'Malley versus Thomas Almeida. Bantamweight. Sean O'Malley returns after uh, his loss against Cheeto Vera, which he doesn't claim is a loss. Uh, he obviously injured his foot, um, even though his foot injury was because of Cheeto Vera. But... Yeah, how do you feel about that? I mean, Sean O'Malley is I, fucking monster. I like, I like this one a lot. Um, I like when it's um, something I can pick that I feel more confident on. And uh, <laughs> I just feel like Sugar Sean O'Malley takes this. Um, so that fight, like you said, where he injured his foot, I don't really feel... I feel like that was like a fluke thing that happened. I don't really, really? feel like... Yeah, I don't feel like... It wasn't like, you know... A roundhouse came to his his, uh, his foot, and then it broke, and then he started wobbling after like that. It looked like he just kind of placed it wrong, and something weird happened. You know, like, it happened during the fight, yeah, but his only losses to a guy is recorded as a TKO, but he was obviously not able to continue the moment the foot went limp like that. So, assuming he's able to be as good as he, he has been, I kind of think that Sugar Sean, you know, takes it. Uh, I agree. It's like here's the thing: if, if Sean can stay healthy, because I mean he's been injured quite often in oh, like the majority of his fights. Um, if he could stay healthy, I could I, I see him getting a knockout. Honestly, he's just so skilled when it comes to his striking and his power, which is very strange because he's obviously a very you know skinny guy. He's not the most muscular person, but he just knows how he just knows how to throw his punches, use his range. Uh, I see him. I see him winning this fight. He just, Sean O'Malley just has that style that's obviously very reminiscent of Connor. That just, you can tell that he's going to be like a superstar one day, you know, as long as he can stay, you know, stay healthy, that is. Yeah, definitely. I love watching him fight. I love the technique and the moves that he does. Like everything was with precision and with intent. Um, I watch him and I'm like, man, now I can learn something from this. You know, I got like, 
my, my thinking glasses on and like, oh, let me, he did that move at this time. That's something I could use if I ever had to. So, yeah, I definitely like watching this dude. Yeah. I wonder what he's going to do with his hair. I heard he's going to do something different this time instead of rainbow hair. Different? Yeah. I don't know how he could be more different with his hair. I guess we'll see. <laughs> Once the embedded stuff comes out, the embedded videos start coming out, I guess we'll see then. Who knows? Uh, so moving on from that, we obviously we both picked Sean on that one, right? Yeah. Cool. Okay. Uh, moving on, <laughs> I'm very excited to talk about this because I'm going to have a lot to say about this. Uh, is Tyron Woodley versus Vicente Luque for I a welterweight fight? I think we're going to actually probably end up picking differently. Really? Yeah. Oh boy, this is going to be interesting. Okay. Well, first of all, how do you feel about that fight? Uh, are you excited for it? Yeah. Yeah. I. You know. I have been a Tyrone Woodley fan since Strike Force. I used to watch him in Strike Force and think this guy was something. And so, you know, when he came into the UFC, I was just more happy for the dude. And, um, you know, sometimes I'll pick somebody based upon, um, you know, if I like them a lot. You know, like mm-hmm. I follow Anderson Silva forever. Like he could never tell me anything wrong because he was, you know, he was so good for so long. I sure, I'm sure you feel the same way about Machida. Yeah. Um, but this time, I, I I think I'm picking Tyrone Woodley just because uh, <laughs> just because um, I really think he still is able to compete. I know he's okay. So listen, no. He's, uh, who has he lost to lately? Gilbert Burns, who you know just fought against Usman. Usman, who is the champion, and um, there's a third loss that he lost to. Oh, don't yeah. worry, I'm looking it up. Oh, Kobe. <laughs> Kobe Covington. Uh, all these guys are like the top three in the division right now. And so it's not like he's losing to people who shouldn't be there. You know, he's losing to people that are top talent. This guy, I believe, is ranked number 10, if I'm not mistaken. You know, I looked up the guy's wins, the way the guy gets wins, and I just don't believe that he's going to be able to beat Tyrone Woodley. Um, really? Yeah, so... I kind of... So what's your pick, um, Other Jay? Well, first of all, uh, I'm not excited for this fight because I know exactly how this fight's going to go, right? So you can't tell me Woodley has been as, uh, I guess, dominant as he used to be back when he was a champion and when he won the belt. His last fights, he's done absolutely nothing. He has not been exciting. He's not been explosive. He's just sat there and gotten beat. Got dominated by Usman. Got dominated by Burns. <clears throat> um, and then got dominated by Colby. Right? Mm-hmm. There's no way you can tell me that he's going to come out here with insane amount of confidence after losing three straight fights in a row. And perform like he used to perform years ago. His last win was in 2018. And you really think that he's going to come out here and be the old Woodley after being too afraid to throw sometimes, being too afraid to even engage or do anything? I think that he doesn't even have to be the old Woodley to still be competitive, you know? Like, maybe he doesn't beat uh, Kobe or Gilbert or Usman right now, but he still belongs somewhere in that division, you know? He doesn't have to be the top guy to still be a top guy know what i mean like yeah he's and even so maybe he can fix the things that are wrong with him but 
Um, who has who has fought Usman and not been dominated yet? Kobe. Who has fought Kobe and not been dominated yet? <laughs> <laughs> who has all these guys you're talking about are wrecking machines that have wrecked everybody else. So it's like it's not like they're what happened to him is different. In fact, the fact that he survived, you know, and he was able to, to stand with some of these guys for so long says a lot in itself, too. I mean, I'll, I'll give him that. He hasn't really been been finished. The, uh, granted, he did lose to... He got finished by Colby. But aside from that, most of them were via decision. But I just I feel like he doesn't have the heart, bro. Like... You know, you can tell when a fighter has actual heart and the fighter just doesn't want to be there. You know what I mean? In his last fights, he just seemed like he didn't want to be there. Didn't do anything. He just so wasn't get, as explosive. So I get the point that you're making about, you. okay, so you're down three. You got all this, like, oh, man, I've lost these fights. Maybe I just can't win anymore. But, you know, there's another thing that could happen, too. It could be, like, I've lost three fights. I have to win this fight. You oh, he definitely I mean? has to win this fight, or else UFC's but more I mean, likely going to cut him. <laughs> But he could have that fire inside of him to where he just, you know, this could be, like, the resurgence that he needs. I hope so. I actually, I, I like Tyron Woodley. He's one of my favorite fighters to watch. Used to be, at least, back then when he was, you know, exciting. But I I would like to see him win. I just don't think he's going to win. I think Vicente Luque is going is gonna to come out because I, I just, it's hard for me to believe in Woodley after his last three performances and, and how he looked. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, I mean, I'm not just saying this as a fan. I truly believe that he'll be able to do it. And if I'm wrong, then, hey, you'll have you'll have that on me for sure. <laughs> I knew all. we were going to differ on this one. but Really? I'm, I'm very surprised. But I'm sticking to it. It's true, because I've been saying that about Woodley forever, though, so hey, it doesn't make sense that you'd know that. I really thought we were going to have the same t- I I honestly did not think you were going to pick Woodley. Wow, okay. Well, we'll move on. To the uh, final, actually, before you do that, take that back. Uh, one of the fights was canceled uh, because of COVID nineteen. Uh, Brian Ortega versus uh, Alexander Volkanovsky was canceled. That was the second um, title fight of the night. Uh, I guess the first title fight of the night uh, because Alexander Volkanovsky got COVID. And I will say, I'm slightly happy because. It's not going to be that long of a night <laughs> having two title <laughs> fights. But I'm also kind of bummed because I was really looking forward to that fight. Uh, but even though it's canceled, it's not happening. We'll just go ahead and talk about it anyways. Uh, who were you going to pick for that fight? And how did you see that going? I would have picked Volkanovski. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, he's been pretty dominant, you know. I, I, you know, not to throw any shade on him, you know, but I do kind of feel like Max kind of had the uh, the last two fights, but he, I still have to give him credit where it's due, where he he was still in there and he still looked really good. And hey, yeah. the judges saw him winning, so um, you know, all respect to the, the the current king of that that division. So I I think that he would end up beating Brian Ortega just personally. Uh, I agree, uh, not because Brian Ortega isn't skilled enough. I believe he has the potential to be a champion. It's just seeing how bad Brian Ortega got beat by Max Holloway when they fought. And then obviously Volkanovski being very similar in style, fighting style to to Max Holloway. 
I feel like it'd just be the same outcome. You know, I'm not sure if Brian Ortega has made any kind of changes when it comes to, you know, uh, how he fought when he fought against <clears throat> Max. But I just I see it going the exact same way it did with Max, where, you know, Volkanovski and, and Holloway's striking is so similar. I just think that it'd be too much for Brian Ortega, to be honest with you. Yeah, and I'm sure he went back to the drawing board and he definitely improved some. But even so, I still, based on what I've seen from Volkanovski, I, I, I agree. You know. Yeah, but unfortunately, we're not gonna, we're not gonna know. We're not gonna know what happened because the fight was canceled. I'm sure they're gonna pro- like pro- schedule it for another time. Um, hopefully, sometime soon, maybe for one of these uh, upcoming fight cards in the next couple months. Um, but yeah. Going, moving on uh, to the main event of the evening, as Bruce Buffer would say. Uh, Stipe Miocic versus Francis Ngannou 2 for the heavyweight title fight. Uh, we'll save your pick for later. But first of all, how do you see this fight going, Jacques? Mm, so you're t- telling me you want me to tell you how I think it's going to go without giving you a pick? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm sure it'll it'll probably be easy to tell who you're going to pick once you start talking, but... Uh, well, you know, we may differ on this one, too. I'm not sure. But I thought long and hard about this one. And I mean oh long boy. and hard. Like, I, man, this was so hard for me because, you know, I like both guys. Both guys have, have achieved a lot um, in their time. I looked up, you know, uh, Nagano's backstory about how he grew up, you know, all the stuff he went through to become who he is. I did not know that he took some boxing when he was, uh, you know, just starting out. In fact, mm-hmm. he was in a box, but then a coach told him about MMA, so he started doing that. I read on uh, Stipe's, you know, how he, how he grew up, his background, Division One wrestler, Golden Glove boxing. Um, so, I don't know. Looking at that, the way I see it, it, it happening is I kind of see it happening a lot like the way it happened already before. There's, there's a lot of things that Nagano can do to improve his game, and he probably has. He probably realizes that. But I just feel like one person has more tools than the other one at this point in time. And um, as much as I like to believe that power can overcome technique, someone once told me that technique overcomes power, and, you know, maybe he's right in this case. I don't know. <laughs> It's always technique before speed and power, my friend. Um, so you know the thing, I see. Huh? You know the thing, I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know it very well. Um, so with that, I assume you're picking Stipe then. Yep, that's correct. Really? Yeah. So I also had a hard time picking this because, obviously, with the way the first fight played out, you know, Francis was still pretty new. Uh, wasn't as uh, seasoned, I guess, as he is now. Uh, and everyone knew that he had insane, terrifying, you know, stand-up. But no one had seen what happened once he's on the ground. And obviously, the way the first fight played out, he went out there swinging like crazy, got gassed out, and then got out-wrestled for pretty much the rest of the fight. Um, and Stipe came out uh, the victor with that one. But now, since then... You know, Francis has made changes. You know, after that fight, he lost to Derek Lewis in probably the most boring fight in UFC history. Um, wasn't even a fight. 
Neither one of them won that fight. You know, could... I'm just going to put that out there. <laughs> yeah, literally. I'll never be shy about uh, saying that. That should have yeah. been a call, honestly. Because and they, and I think they know that too. I mean, watching that, I watched the UFC countdown, and even Francis was like, like he 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 knew how bad of a fight it was. Um, but since then, I mean, he's gone on to get an insane amount of knockouts. Actually, every fight since then has been nothing but a knockout. Um, and I feel like with that time since they last fought, I, I feel like he has, you know, worked on his, his ground game. He's worked on his wrestling and he's also worked on his cardio. You know, you can definitely see that he's a lot more technical of a, of a stand-up fighter. So I would like to think that he, you know, has, has done what he has to do to stop Stipe's wrestling. I highly doubt Stipe would, uh, change his game plan. He's not going to go out there and strike with him. He would be dumb. If he went out there to try to strike with Nganu, he, he's... Because, look, listen, if DC can knock out Stipe, <laughs> okay, Nganu could probably take his head off. Let's be real. So he's not going to go out there and strike with him. You know he's going to go down there. He's going to wrestle him, try and gas him out like he did last time. And I'm sure Stipe knows... Or uh, Nganu knows this. All right. Works on his wrestling. Works on the takedown defense. Keeps it standing. And I actually think that he's going to knock out Stipe. Wow, so we have That's, two different. Yeah. Um, yeah. See, had you asked me a week ago, I might have gone with Nagano, but after I really looked at it, I don't know. I still, I like Nagano a lot. In a few wins, and great, you know. But I, I also feel like at this point, I have to stop doubting Stipe because when I look at the people that he's beat, you know, sure Nagano probably could have beat them too, you know, because he's got that one punch man power. <laughs> He hits people and they explode, you know, within seconds of the, the fight starting. But um, I just feel like he has all the right tools to be able to beat somebody who, who hits hard. And, and, and well, that's the thing. We, we already yeah. know that he, he does because he's already done it. He's already beaten Nagano. You know what I mean? Right, right. And I should mention, too, that, that Nagano has made a lot of changes. Um, he's uh, Teddy Atlas. He's been training with Teddy Atlas so that he can get better at boxing. Um He's enlisted uh, Usman to help him with his wrestling. So I think Usman is going to be his coach, in fact, in that in that fight. Yeah, he's going to be in his corner. So there's a lot of reasons why Nagano could win this one. Could, re- but there's a lot of reasons why I know that Stipe could as well. So I just, well, I'm only I'm only really picking on it based upon what I know and not what I might know. You know, listen. and I, I do know that Stipe took some hits too in the last time they fought. So he's he did, felt- yeah. He felt what it's like to get hit by him, so it's not like Stipe's going to get hit and his head's going to fly clean off his shoulders, you know? So Yes, but I'll say this. He got knocked out by DC after he had fought in Ganu. And you know what they say about when someone gets knocked out? It's easier for them to get knocked out again. So that's, that, you is, know, that's, that is true. It's very possible. And also, it, with, with Usman being in Francis's corner, you know, it's one thing having a skilled wrestler in your corner, but it's also one thing having the skills to wrestle. You know, you got to have those skills. Just having someone that's skilled at it in your corner doesn't necessarily help if you don't know how to do it. You know what I mean? So I'm that's- still picking Nganu. And another reason why I'm picking Nganu is because we obviously know the winner of this fight is going to go to fight John Jones. And I would absolutely love to see Nganu versus Jones because, in my opinion, that fight is going to bring in more money than what Stipe and Jones would. Uh, maybe, but you know, you don't also, think so. Well, but think, but you, you know, 
obviously we know how scary how scary yeah. Nagano is, but um, he could also Jones could also fight against the guy who beat the guy who destroys everybody with one punch. You know, so and not not only is he the guy who who beat that guy, but he's the guy who beat everyone else that had it. You know, some type of legitimacy. So yeah. it's almost a bigger thing for him to beat Stipe than it is for him to beat Nagano. Also, yeah. think that it's kind of unfair to Stipe if he loses the belt again, and then Nagano fights someone else rather than him fight again for the belt that he had for so long. So, uh, and another thing too, I read. This isn't my opinion, but I read this, mm-hmm. so I thought this was interesting. Somebody was uh, doing a play-by-play reading on what happened between DC and uh, Stipe, and apparently, what they were saying is that. When DC poked uh, Stipe's eye, he blinded him from one side. And when he was able to knock him out, he hit him from the side that was blinded. So he didn't see it coming. Oh, was that the same fight? Yeah. Interesting. So it could very well it could very well be that the one time where he was knocked out like that, it was just because of that, you know? So I could see that, but also, you know... We know that Francis is significantly stronger than DC, and if DC's <laughs> strongest punch can knock out Stipe, you know what I mean? But I mean, anybody who doesn't see a punch coming, you know, is uh, yeah, it's that's very true. It doesn't, it does not take much. I, I do, I do feel that people are not giving Miocic enough credit because he's hands down the greatest heavyweight that we've had because he's accomplished so much. You know, he's defended the heavyweight belt the longest out of any heavyweight. He's he's had it the longest. Uh, he's obviously already beaten Francis Ngannou. What I think it is, is, you know, when you don't finish somebody in a spectacular fashion, people tend to not care or they don't think about it, you know? And it looks better on paper when you have someone who is just knocking people out in the first round every single one of their fights rather than having a guy who's won all of his fights, like, for example, for, with Usman, who's won all of his fights but they haven't really won in spectacular fashion, that people tend to overlook that, you know? Mm-hmm. So I think that's what's yeah. happening with with Stipe, but at the same time, and I, maybe it is just like with how I said, you know, by looking at it on paper, seeing John Jones and Francis Ngannou standing in front of each other, I just, I can see that. It, it just fit like average fans or people that even aren't fans looking at that and just going, holy shit, I want to watch this fight. You know, I don't see people doing that if they see Stipe versus Jones because only, you know, casual fans or even hardcore fans, maybe even casual fans, uh, would know how good of a fight Stipe versus Jones would really be. But I can see Francis making more money and getting more views just based off the sheer size factor. I mean, the dude's a fucking monster. Yeah, I mean, definitely nothing I want to ever experience. Uh, uh, man, I don't know. It's still, I, I still, I still have my reasons for, for thinking that that would be just... You know, they could still make the fight either way. You know, whoever wins this fight... Uh, let's say Stipe wins, you know, and he fights Jones. Whoever wins out of that can still fight against Nagano, or the other way around, Nagano wins and he fights Jones. The winner of that can still fight Stipe. So we can still get, you know, what we want out of these fights. That's true. Yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting to see. Um, but obviously, we already know that the winner of this fight goes on to fight Jones. I think it's pretty. Uh... It's set in stone without really even being set in stone. But yeah, I'm I'm gonna go with, with Francis on this one. I'm actually very surprised we differed on more fights than I would have thought we would. Wow. Yeah. That always means something. <laughs> yeah, I know. 
Oh, it's gonna be a lot of shit talking at Wing House. Is what it's gonna be. <laughs> <laughs> Ultimately, yes. Is that what we're doing? Are we gonna? We, you want to go to Wing House again? Yeah. yeah cool. We'll do it. All right. Well, is there anything else that you want to talk about, man? Um, just some tidbits for the fans. Make sure you all get out there and watch all the fights. We got a local fighter in Hannah Goldie, so check her out. <laughs> we got um, Khabib has a cousin fighting on that that card as well. Um, I forget who he's fighting against, but he's on there. Um, but yeah, all in all, catch it early and maybe you'll see some good fights. That's all yeah, I got. Definitely. Uh, we will have our uh, reaction show uh, for UFC 260 posted, um, obviously after um, uh, after that, probably either Tuesday or Wednesday. Uh, we record these on on Monday, so it'll be up one of those days. So definitely be on the lookout for that afterwards. Definitely check out UFC 260. Uh, you can uh, see which ones we get right, which picks we get right, which ones we get wrong, all that good stuff. And, of course, make sure you guys are following us. Uh, you can listen to us on Breaker, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, Radio Public, beautiful, beautiful Spotify. Uh, and we will soon be on Apple Podcasts eventually. You can follow us on Facebook and Instagram, the J&J MMA Show. Look it up. It'll be there. I'm sure you'll find it in bright, yellow, beautiful words. And um, yeah, we'll soon get more social media at some point in time. And until then, guys, we'll see you then. Jacques, any last words? Just peace and love. Take care, everyone. Take it easy, guys. <laughs>